Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. You might recognize one of our next guests from being on the show a couple of years ago. Martin McKenna, or the dreadlock dog man, ran away from home in Limerick uh, as a young child and, believe it or not, lived for a time with a pack of stray dogs. He eventually ended up in Australia, where he became a very well-known dog trainer, a dog whisperer, really. And he's also joined this morning by Andy Packer, who decided to produce a play about Martin's life. And you're both very welcome. Good morning to you. Um, Martin, firstly, you're an author yourself, I know. (laughs) Hello, good morning. (laughs) <laughs> a little growl, just for me. Well, thanks, thanks very much. Martin, you're a writer yourself. But did you think everyone, anyone, would ever write a, a play about you? And only in a sense, like that I'm a genetically identical triplet boy, right? And my mother came from Germany, and I was born in 1962. Swan was a pretty big event in life, like, because you can imagine, right? We're kind of dropped in there from Mars, right? Nobody did this because there's no other triplets around, and for all intents and purposes, just the first of a, of a new thing. So we were so used to people looking at us all the time, you know? And anything we'd ever do, Joe, like, when we won the minor hurling championship there at St. Patrick's um, Hurling Club, right? And English newspapers came over, like the news of the world and stuff like that. Like, you think to yourself, why would the world news of the world come to them, like, about, like, three boys playing hurling? But there you go, like, you know, so we were always kind of in the in the press, like, in the one that we was born. Like, and, um, yeah, it's kind of strange back then, like, you know, because today, like, everyone, you see trippets everywhere and multiple deaths, like, but back then, not, not unusual. So, did I think people were going to write a play about it? And I remember one time, when I, was, I was about 10, right? And I'm at home. And my mother and father was about to go down to the A1, which is a pub in Clare Street in Limerick, right? So they were about to go out the door, and we were watching the movie on the black and white telly, right? And it was Richard Burton and Elizabeth Taylor, right? And I was looking at Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton, and then I was looking at my mother and my father. And I was thinking... Those people on that television are fake. My mother and father are doing really things. And from that moment on, I always knew that I was going to do something or be involved with something about my mother and my father. Because, Joe, look, that's really what this is about, okay? It's about um, a relationship between a man and a woman and the ups and downs and the poverty and the dislocation and the absolute courage to keep going and the, 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 the total bastard boldness of one boy tried to disrupt all that which was me um, I only see myself as part of a story I see my mother as being one of the most greatest women I ever met and um, so I thought like, yeah I'm going to go for this and to say enjoy right everybody's looking for a bit of redemption, right? So I'm thinking to myself, right, 
something now in my mother and my father highlighting my mother for all the wonderful cheap things, sacrifices she made for us, probably get a better night's sleep. I, I am pretty guilty about disrupting the whole family. Like, you talk about me leaving and running on the streets. Like, I hope a lot of people out there aren't thinking that was my mother and my father's fault. That wasn't at all, hey. That was the school and my father. And only my father. Um, I loved my father. And uh, I think he was one of the funniest men I ever knew. And, and, and Martin, I mean, that experience of being around dogs in that way, um, th- talk to me about how that forged your connection with dogs. I saw the connection with dogs inside of the baby. I was only two pounds weight when I was born, right? It kind of basically gave me up for death. Like, it's a fall who had beautiful um, twins that thought gone dead. And my father used to say, we should have drowned you with that because we were drunk, right? But because I wouldn't feed, right? And I didn't like being hugged and that kind of stuff, right? And put me down with my young Rex, who were the two German shepherds that we had. And I would be just as happy as pies, lying down there, and I'd go to sleep, okay? And I didn't talk for ages, right? And I didn't do a lot of stuff for ages. And, you know, as you get old, you think to yourself, right, I can see the, 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 the pieces fall into place now. And that's most likely because I used to be around the dogs all the time. Yeah. But, um, there were stray dogs, there were stray dogs everywhere, you there was um there was people living on the streets everywhere. I can I can give you twelve, fourteen names of young boys and girls that was living on the street and carrying them on the lawn, but due to courtesy to people I won't mention names. But so we're not talking about something like, you know, out of Africa or something like that. And it was just an experience that a lot of people having at that time. Seventies were poor. Um, but what I'm wondering uh, about, though, Martin, is what I'm trying to understand is, you know, the forging of your connection with dogs, which, you know, has been so much part of your life and a, work since. I am a dog. The connection is I am a dog. And I've always taught myself to be a dog. All right? When society around you is really hard on you and everyone sees you as their own thing, everybody knows. Okay? I don't have to go through all the, the, the different tribes and everything like that. Right? And the only sucker I had was their own dog. They were the only things that weren't calling me stupid. They were the only things that weren't calling me useless. And they were the only things that would never judge me. And unfortunately, because of the condition I had called ADHD, um, which means when I'm in the old days, they used to just call you just pure hyperactive, okay? And I used to have to get laughed in the cold shed sometimes because I'd kind of, you know, go nuts, right? Because um, I wouldn't be. And um, my mother used to try and feed me, and I just wouldn't eat. I wouldn't speak, wouldn't eat, wouldn't connect. And um, I was the strangest kid you could ever see. And um, I give you an example: the first day of school, as a little boy, and um, <clears throat> we were left with the who This is a very strange story in that sense. And um, and my first idea was to lock ourselves in the classroom, bite the teacher on the ankle, and he'd jump out of the way. And then got inside the bathroom door and barricaded it all in. And the camera's only like six years old. Right. And you see so, what you mean. Did okay, I so think there's a dog on it? Right. Look, look, right. One thing, right. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so, so that's uh, Martin McKenna there, or the Dread Doc Dog Man. As I mentioned, Andy Packer is producing a play about his life. Uh, and from the previous interview we did with him and from what we've heard there, Andy, we can see an extraordinary man with an amazing life. Um, so what about the play? Yes, I mean, Martin is just a remarkable person, you know, and, and, and what a story and what a great storyteller as well. So, uh, yeah, so the, 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 the play really follows his, uh, his memoir and, uh, and the team who have put the show together, uh, Amy Conroy, who is a, you know, a really wonderful and very successful Irish uh, playwright, and uh, Lisa O'Neill, who, uh, who's written songs for the, for the, for the show as well. Um, and myself and our composer, Quincy Grant, and uh, more of our team spent two days with Martin two years ago. And, and really, it's based on that, uh, on that material that we've, we've created, the show, The Boy Who Talked to Dogs, which really does, um, I guess, tell that story of Martin's childhood. And it's a story of, um, it's a story of hope, really. It's a story of, of people's capacity to find their way out of um, very difficult situations as I was speaking to Martin earlier today and you know Martin was was saying you know in those very cold very lonely very isolated moments um he just wished that someone could have said to him you'll be okay you, you will get through this and this is a this is a moment in time and this is a state of mind but you will you will make it out of this and and that's really why our company Slingsby we make theatre for an audience that is that an audience of adults and children for this show, aged 12 and up, who um, who together can sit in the dark and hear a story about someone who was at times quite lost right. and didn't really know who to turn to except for the dogs. And, um, Andy, I think you heard Martin tell his story on radio in Australia. That's right, yeah, on ABC. And um, I had this wonderful interview with Sarah Konofsky and Martin and... Um, and really, I was very, very uh, both moved by the story, but also really inspired by Martin and Martin's capacity to uh, to sort of take responsibility for his part in, in in some of what he did. I mean, Martin doesn't hide from that fact that he was a he was a cheeky lad and, and was probably quite difficult. And as he says, you know, if you're quite young parents and you've got eight children, you've got eight problems, you know. That's uh, that's pretty hard work for anyone, and um, and I just I really appreciated and was inspired by the way Martin um, you know took his own took responsibility for his yeah. own role in in his story. Now we're in a level five lockdown here, so the idea of going to live theatre is as alien as going to Mars at the moment. So it's interesting to hear yeah. about a play. So uh, can you get people into theatres there? And do you ever see yourself if we ever get out of this pandemic bringing this play to Limerick? Yes, absolutely. Well, I mean, we are very, very lucky here in in, in Adelaide, in Australia in general. That you know, we we had two hundred an audience of two hundred and eighty um, young people in the theatre today seeing today the show the first yes the first performance today. You just showing off now. We have our sort of I know I know it's, it just does seem crazy, and we've you know we've had a team of about twenty five people in the room making this show over the last sort of six or seven weeks. We have a wonderful Irish um, actor. Brian Burrows, who has been with us since uh, since New Year's Eve, he spent two weeks in in quarantine in uh, in Perth, and then came across to Adelaide, and has been with us. So we we have a, a lovely three week season ahead of us, pretty well 
pretty close to sold out. And um, and yeah, we we definitely we the, our company Slingsby's performed in the Lime Tree, um, you know, in 2014, and we've we've toured around Ireland with a couple of the three different shows. So we are very hopeful that um, there is quite a lot of interest. And and Dreux in Blanchardstown, um, Emma McGowan there has uh, has really supported and invested in the development of this work too. So we're we're very sure it will get to. Uh, Island and uh, and we're really working to bring it to Limerick as well. So it makes sense to to bring Martin's story back home. It certainly does, and I'm sure the people at the Lime Tree would just love to be able to host you, and we certainly would love not having had a guest in this studio for almost a year now, to have both of you with us here at some stage. Uh, Thank you very much for telling us uh, about that. Andy, your line, I'm glad to say, slightly better than Martin's, but we still picked up much of what uh, Martin had to tell us there, and we've had Martin on the show before as well, of course, telling his incredible story, Limerick man Martin McKenna, or the dreadlock Dogman and Andy Packer, who has produced that play about his incredible life. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. Thank you both.